I don't know what it is. I don't know how to start this. If my space heater is going to be really loud in the background, I have to refilm this on a different microphone. I don't know. I don't know anything. But this just feels so right. So, yeah, my name's Anita, and I think I'm going to be starting a podcast. I can't wait to take you on the journey about how I came up with brainstorming it, why I'm starting it, what this is going to be about. That's all going to be later in the episode. Also, I personally like, love marketing and branding, so I designed like all the show art and everything, and so far I'll be running everything as far as social, so if you guys are also excited about that kind of marketing process, let me know. I definitely think this is going to throw my episodes, but overall, there's going to be so many directions this podcast can go, and we'll dive into that. I think the first thing is just why it feels right and why I even want to do one. I think to start, I've always been insanely, insanely talkative. This is me talking slow. And the great thing about a podcast is if I talk too fast for you, you can just slow down the playback speed. <laughs> like almost all the feedback I've ever gotten from mentors is to like talk slower in meetings. And I just, it just feels frustrating to have to hold back everything I want to say because people can't keep up. I'm a very fast thinker. Whenever I've been in lectures and stuff, I could always multitask, take notes super fast. And I think I just want an outlet to share everything I'm thinking. And I've thought about writing when I was little. I really want to be an author, write books. I feel like I just cannot write as fast as I think either. And even conversing with people, I talk to my friends for almost hours every single night. Like that's pretty much my routine when I get home from work is I just call my friend until I go to bed while I do chores or Whatever I'm doing, I've literally brought friends to, like, the gym with me on the phone door. I hang up when I'm in the gym. But, like, the drive there and everything, I'm not annoying in the gym. But, so, I just, but even in conversations with my friends, there's so many other points, so many questions I want to ask them. So many, like, topics I want to get to the deep, deep depths of that you just don't get a chance to. So, that's what this is. It's just going to be me talking. I'm playing with if I make this podcast completely unfiltered. Like, I like the podcast Plan Bree Uncut. How, I don't know if they're uncut, but... I kind of like the concept of it just being raw and then maybe I'll just put like, I don't know, like glimmer, sparkle, mermaid noises over any time where like I'm laughing too hard or taking absurd pauses or something. I don't know. But so one, I'm really talkative. I have a lot of thoughts, lots of ideas. I'm like a really creative person. A teacher was really important to me once told me that like the best job for me ever would be someone just give me a prompt and I come up with a million ideas for them and then someone else execute them. So I'm also good at execution. I'm like a very detail-oriented perfectionist person, but I'm really good at being creative and coming up with ideas. And so I started a nine-to-five this past January, graduated college, my first time working the real world outside of like internships and startups and a lot of like things I've talked about in coworkers and we travel for work and something like you are just so fascinating to talk to there is so much about you that we don't see in the nine to five I think that's something so true something I think I even took for granted in high school and college where you're always surrounded by people almost like a fault where there's always people around you there's always gonna be someone to make small talk with where once you get to the real world it's not really the case anymore I just want this place with all these things I'm curious about, all these thoughts and opinions I have to, like, have somewhere to live and manifest. Maybe you'll relate to them. Maybe you'll think they're crazy and weird, hopefully in an entertaining way. Maybe not. I don't know. You do you. But I'm just really excited to get to share it and dive into so many topics. And I keep circling back to, like, this me being talkative thing. So always been very talkative. Always been slow to slow down my speech. Um. I tried to clear my throat in the nastiest way I haven't in so long. But anyways, I've always been so talkative. Literally, my parent-teacher conferences, the teacher would be like, we love her. She's an angel tile. She's fabulous. However, she does not shut up in class. Like, what can you do to your daughter to get her to stop talking? Like, she's so hardworking, so diligent. We love her. She's a little kiss-up. 
I am. I'm a little teacher's pet. Always was. But can you get her to stop talking class? Stop turning to everyone. I just can't. I love, I love talking. And, like, I would go to my dentist. I have, like, a very small jaw. So I wouldn't be able to, like, open my mouth wide when they do, like, their inspection stuff. I was, really, like, seven, eight years old. And this happened all the way through going to the orthodontist. I bet a dentist would tell me that tomorrow if I went into a new one. And they're, like, you know, for someone with a big mouth, you should have like a small mouth and I was like what do you mean like you just don't talk I'm like you don't even know me I've been in your office here for 30 minutes how do you know I don't stop talking but apparently it's a huge part of my personality and I feel like there are a lot of instances where I need to reel it back I'm new to my industry I feel like there's a lot of times at work where I have to quiet myself down or even just like in friendships and meeting new people like I want to let other people shine and get to know more about them I don't want to just be like talking at a wall which I could it's literally what I'm doing I'm staring at the wall in my apartment right now I literally could stare at a wall. So I'm so excited to dive into this. My name is Nita. This podcast is called Lost Cells, and we're going to go into what that means, what I'm thinking, and I'm so excited that you're here. And also, if you know me in the real world, no, you don't. It's just a coincidence. My voice sounds like a ton of people. I've been told I sound like a girl in the OC, Miley Cyrus. I don't sound like Miley Cyrus. I can never sing Wrecking Ball. But yeah, it's a coincidence. You'll never know my last name. It's just Nita. Okay. Oh my gosh, I literally forgot. The reason I started these voice recordings is I wanted to point out the science from the universe that made me want to start a podcast. So I've wanted to start one for a while. I'm personally a big podcast fan. A big portion of like today's episode of me talking about which podcasts I like, which ones I want my podcast to be like, ones I can't be like because I don't know, I don't have true crime happen to me every day, thank goodness. But like I can talk about what I like about them. But I've loved podcasts for a very long time, especially I love going on long drives and I play them a lot at work and they just bring so much like happiness to my day and there's it's so cool hearing from people who are so far away from you but knowledgeable in the things that you like too and it's just a cool way to feel all connected in this big world. So I'm really excited to become a part of that and I've wanted to start one for a long time. There's my favorite podcast of all time is Two Hot Takes. I'll get more into why I love it, everything like that. But the host, Morgan Absher, was featured on another podcast. I forget which one. It had, like, a black cover with a blue flame. And they were talking about how, like, if you want to start, just do it now. And Alex Earl came out with her new podcast very recently with Hot Mess. And I really think she's right when she was talking to the University of Miami professors and saying that, like, the world is changing. Like, you're allowed to kind of use your personal personality and make it yourself more powerful at work. You can work with big brands and all the industries you've loved, but sometimes the only thing that's holding yourself back is like this kind of fear of being in the mold where you clock in and out of your nine to five and you just do your best at work where I just think I have so much more to share and it's feedback I've been given a lot. Like there's just so much I have in me and I think this will be a great outlet to let out. So I've had back of mine for a re- while like everyone's like you want to do it just start like sure you'll get criticism in the first time around but like none of your real friends will be those people like this happens when tiktok influencers start their careers or anything like that like it is just becoming so real and I don't I just like kind of feel a calling towards it when I was in seventh grade and my friend joked about starting a youtube channel but I had great parents they were very good about internet safety they were like no you two 12 year old girls cannot post your faces all over the internet doing try on hauls and I was like okay but I just always, it's not even really that I want to be like a big household name or anything. I just have a lot of ideas I want to share. And I feel like I've so early on, I'm 22, so early on in my life, like it's hard to get them all out there outside of like my friend circles and my immediate place of work. And also where I work doesn't have a ton of networking events and things like that. It's very like in your own space, in your own cubicle, which I know is so normal in entry level business jobs. But there's 
a ton that I kind of want to get out there for fun. So it's been in the back of my mind. And now I've been in my corporate job for almost like eight, nine months. And I just feel like there has to be more. I really want to get good at marketing and building a brand, but no one's going to hand over the reins of a company's branding to a 22-year-old. So I just want a chance to see what I can do, go out there and show when I make something that's truly my own, what it's like. But so much more difficult when you're starting a product or business. Like there's so much that goes into selling things online or in store. There's so much supply chain and finance and logistics where I really just wanted to kind of take a personality and make it into something. So I'm going to try and do it with myself. Oh, see how it goes. It might crash and burn, but hopefully I'll have fun and entertain some people doing it. So I just kind of woke up at 3 a.m. today and all these ideas have been piling up and I've been doing branding for like other brands. I do like freelance graphic design once here and there. And I was doing some stuff for a jewelry company and I came across this branding I fell in love with. The client didn't pick the branding, but I absolutely adored it. Like emerald green, sky blue with like a dark gold undertone. It was just stunning. I literally could not get it out of my head after I researched it for this client. So I was like, why don't I just do it? Because also I feel like my personal Instagram, it's so hard to make branded because I want to be authentic. I want to be like the real experiences I'm living in. I don't want to care about making them picture perfect for the gram, even though I'm definitely guilty of that sometimes. I just want it to be like what I'm really living in my life, not doing it for the Instagram, where something like this can be a separate entity that really is just for like an outer persona. So I woke up at 4 a.m. today and I was like, you know, I need to start designing. Like, I've been really stressed out about different things going on. And I'm like, you love design. And a lot of times I'm doing design for a client. I'm not doing it in my style. I'm doing it in whatever style the client wants. Lately, I've had a lot of, like, logistic company clients, which are not super fun for me personally because they're all about, like, precision and straight lines. And I'm the opposite. I like organic, crooked I just love like the beauty of things that are disconnected, which is going to be a big theme throughout the podcast. One of the biggest, biggest, um, amazing, I don't even know what's a piece of advice or things I've ever heard in life. I'm an art teacher in high school. He wasn't even like the head art teacher. I didn't know him that well. His name was Mr. Keefe, if you're out there, thank you. But we were talking about drawing and drawing abstract shapes. And I've always been a very like abstract artist. I love painting and things like that. And I was like, yeah, I just feel like abstract art is so much easier. Like you can splatter things on a canvas where like it's so hard to get things realistic. I can't do realistic. Like I took a sewing class in college. I had to drop out because I just couldn't do in a straight line. I love organic painting curved lines. Even my sewing instructor could tell she's like, you're a painter, aren't you? I was like, yes. But um, this art teacher in high school, he told me, he was like, no, it's actually much harder to do abstract. Like most people can't think of things everyone else can't see. But what most people don't realize is your eye connects what it doesn't understand. So we were learning how to draw faces. And he was like, if you don't actually draw the bridge of the nose touching the eyes, because it's a very hard part to draw because you add so much darkness to a part of your face that's very light. He's like, your mind will just connect it. There's this whole space in your mind's eye that you in our day-to-day in our logistic powered world like our nine to five clock in clock out like make dinner go to bed like you don't leave really time for your brain to explore when your brain is capable of so much like all the greatest athletes all the greatest musicians will tell you like one of the biggest things is just in your mind what you can and can't do and it's the limits you set for yourself and inhibit you your brain really is capable of so much so I kind of just want to let my brain run free and one of the signs I did that is I was just designing stuff today and I came across a picture of one of my friends that I've loved we took it during COVID we just had like a little photo shoot out in the field and I was like this is such a beautiful picture this would be perfect for the cover art so I text her she sleeps in so I didn't expect her to respond right away it was literally 4 a.m when I texted this to her 
And I was like, I'm so nervous. Like, what if she's like, no, that's weird. Why do you want to use my picture for like cover art on a podcast? Like, what are you doing? And she was so supportive. Like, I honestly haven't talked to this girl in a really long time because I'm terrible about like calling others. If you call me, I will answer on the dot and we'll talk for hours. I just never want to like bug someone else's face. I'm the worst at reaching out to people, like genuinely the worst. So if you're listening to this podcast and you know me personally, like literally call me anytime. I will be so, so happy to talk to you. I love talking, clearly. But and she was just so supportive. And then I've told a couple other friends, like, not super seriously, just kind of bouncing around the idea. And they'd be like, yes, you know, like, a podcast is so you. You talk all the time. You should absolutely do it. Um, and so I'm actually filming this before I do my intro episode. So hopefully the intro episode comes out before this. We'll see. But my idea for the intro episode is I'm actually going to just call my most, like, logical, practical, judgmental friends and see what they say when I tell them I'm going to start a podcast. I think that will help me determine if I'm crazy or not. Either way, I'm going to do it because I think I am crazy, but I'm. it's just going to be, I think, a really funny episode. But yeah, she loved the idea, and then I reached out to one of my favorite podcasts. I've DM'd them before, and they DM'd me back. They're called Talk Toxic to me. They're a very similar setup to Two Hot Takes, where they read Reddit stories and add their own like funny takes and opinions after. And so they've DM'd me back before where, like, they had a funny story about, like, a girl and a brother or something. I don't know. So I, like, remember DMing them, and they respond back really quick. And they don't have, like, a huge following yet. So I was like, let me try them again. Let me see if they answer. And they answered literally within hours. They were like, yes, let's get on the phone cast. We'll, like, talk about our tips and tricks in podcasting. I hope they don't mind that I added this in here. I'll ask. (laughs) Maybe I'll just have to, like, quack out their names. I love when podcasts do, like, funny quack or fart noises over, like, things I can't say, like, names. So I will definitely be doing that in here. Um, But, like, it's just crazy that I think being scared of, like, the judgment I'll get really should overpower all the support I have because, like, everyone I've talked to about it so far has been very kind. So um, I have a five-hour drive to Minnesota today, so I'm going to do some phone calls. Hopefully the feedback from the car isn't horrible, but I'm going to do some phone calls and get first impressions on my friends when I tell them I'm going to start a podcast, and hopefully you'll hear that episode before this one, and then the remaining segment of this one is just going to be what my podcast is. You're probably like, you know, why have I been listening to you for 10 minutes and you haven't told me? Um, I don't really know, but I hope you like it. And yeah, here we go. Okay, a little tidbit I wanted to add that I thought of because I was listening back on the recording and something I did think of was when I was talking about like the limits that you set for yourself and the power of the human mind. So I remember doing a ropes course. I think I was in like middle school, early high school. It's at the Kalahari in Wisconsin, Dallas, if anyone knows. But I was terrified of the rope course. You're basically like hung up in this like twine rope harness. So you're hanging from the ceiling. It's not like a ceiling. It's kind of like a zip line. And it goes up like maybe four stories. And every story has different challenges. You're stepping on like wooden beams. And obviously you're completely safe. Like you wear helmets the whole time. You're in a harness. They're like, um, like professional employees there making sure you're not gonna fall or anything like that but it's it's funny because I don't even have a fear of heights I rock walled all the time as a kid which my parents like go do the rope course you'll be fine you love hanging upside down like monkey you love it I loved like hiking all the time to like great heights and look up above I love going to places like the Empire State Building the Willis Tower and looking over the skyline I love airplanes like I genuinely love heights I have like an almost I have, like, two things I think I should be more scared of where I'm kind of concerned that my, like, natural instinct hasn't kicked in. One is heights and one is the ocean. I know the ocean's dangerous. I know a current can take me away like I'm nothing and that I don't know pretty much any animal that's in the ocean besides, like, dolphins. Like, you literally don't know what is right under your feet. But I love it. It's so pretty and calming and I can just lay in the water forever. So, anyways, I love heights, but something about this rope course 
was freaking me out. I was screaming, crying the whole way up. Like I did not want to go. I was a little too old to be acting like this. I wasn't like five. I was like 12, like shaking, holding the rope. And then the instructor, just probably some like 16 year old kid doing a part-time job was like, Hey, it's all in your head. Like the fear it's up here. Like you are watch. And then he like laid back and he showed how like the harness fully carried his own weight. There was physically no way he could have fallen to the ground. He was like, the fear is imaginary. Like that's what we make money off of at theme parks. It's the fear you put in your own mind. And I did the ropes course, totally fine, had so much fun that my parents couldn't get me off of it. And then I also, flash forward a few years, I ended up skating for an amazing figure skating coach, like one of the best in the country. We competed internationally, and she is one of the biggest inspirations to me. She actually also works in marketing, and I think she has shaped such a large part of who I am and who I want to be. And I remember, like, the biggest thing I took away from, like, all, I've had, like, 12 years worth of this woman yelling critiques at me, like ways I can straighten my leg, be more flexible, like be on time with the music. That's the second biggest thing I learned is I need to slow down. But now I'm making a podcast where I can talk as fast as I want, even though some of you probably won't like that. That's okay. But I've always told you slow down and match the music. But the biggest thing, like the true to the heart thing that I think about every single day about what she told us is she was like, if you think it, like you genuinely will do it. If you put your mind to it, there's absolutely nothing that will stop you. And we're like, this makes no sense. We're a small team from the Midwest. We're competing against teams in, like, New York, Boston that have these huge resources of figure skaters. Like, what makes us special enough to go on these international assignments and get to compete for Team USA? But we did it. This group of girls I've known since I was in seventh grade, like, we all built each other up, and we did it. And, like, to this day, this team is still a Team USA team out of a very small, like, barnyard town in the middle of nowhere, Wisconsin. It's still a powerhouse team at the junior division for synchronized figure skating and I got to like accomplish like when I was in preschool before I'd ever put an ice skate on my foot I remember drawing like a picture like you know those little worksheets they give you that was like what do you want to be when you grew up and I literally drew an Olympic ice skater I drew a girl in a pink tutu twirling in front of Olympic rings and I literally got an international medal with this coach and I think the biggest thing was it's it's so much the hours and the effort and the mindset you put into practice and competing but so much of it too is just what you kind of let your brain do so yeah this podcast is gonna be all about letting our brains do what they want to do and not stopping them hi everyone here's the real start of the real episode one of lost cells at the end i'll have to insert a clip of what i originally wanted the intro to be when i first started thinking of the idea of this podcast i think i was just like in a mode it's probably hungover i don't know probably having the scaries i have no idea what's going on but it's super unhinged it probably won't be the final intro that makes it but it will be funny so we'll read that i kind of came with an intro and an outro and i was like no i kind of want to be something my parents can listen to so we're not gonna go with that one but um the i i guess the main premise why i thought of lost cells because like how does one think of what to call a podcast about their life actually that's funny i joined a business fair in college and one of my interview questions was if there was like a netflix documentary about you what would it be called and why and i answered spotted because i had like a dalmatian spotted wallpaper in my room and it reminded me like spotted like on gossip girl so a netflix documentary would be like all the different facets of my life coming together and where i was spotted doing whatever whatever day um but anyways well how i came up with lost cells is like i'm pretty sure i was like hung over or something where i felt like you know i just feel like all the brain cells are out of your head like you just feel fried it's kind of just like where all those little brain cells and little thoughts went like you no know, thoughts that flick across your mind things you're curious about you're like oh i kind of want to watch a national geographic documentary about dolphins later 
and like see how dolphins evolved or something. But you just like never do it. But uh, in this podcast, we're gonna do it. And I think I I have a name for it in my notes app. I don't know what it is right now. We'll bring it up. But there also wants to be a segment where you guys like write in things you want me to talk about because I could talk about myself all day. But I think it'll be super fun to see what you guys want to hear, which will be cool. Or I don't know. All the comments just be people from high school roasting me. I don't know. We'll see. Figure it out. But. Um, I think it'll be super exciting. So I think, let me go down into like the vibe of what I want Lost Cells to be. I'll start with kind of how I discovered podcasts and then which podcasts I ended up loving, which ones I think I can recreate the vibe of the best. So fun fact, a little confession about me. I actually did not like podcasts when they first came out and first became a thing. So I know they've been around a while. Like I know ever since I've had like an iPhone 4, the little purple iPhone, Apple podcast app has been pre-downloaded on the phone, never opened it. And then podcasts are becoming a thing. I don't remember who was like the first one that really blew up for everyone, but I was just kind of like, why would I want to listen to someone talk? But at the same time, I was watching, like, YouTubers vlog day in my life, which is kind of the same thing now, especially because podcasts have video. We'll see if I ever add video to my podcast. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think it's going to happen. I, like, don't really want my face to be part of the medium. Otherwise, I'd just go be, like, a TikTok influencer. I really want to be about, like, my words or my thoughts. Um, kind of just, like, an audio version of a book I would write. But, like, a little bit more chaotic, a little bit more on the spot. Because I think I perform my best when I'm unrehearsed. Like, whenever I have presentation in school, I just, like, go. I just, like, have a few bullets in my head and I just do it. Like, that's I'm really in my prime. Like, the first time I ever do something, I have, like, the best case of beginner's luck ever. Like, the first two times I ever played poker, I absolutely wiped. I I didn't even know like what all the hands were. I had no idea what I was doing. And I absolutely like wiped this table of like very good playing guys at it. And then never again, like no, it will never ever happen again. But the first time I ever play a card game, when I like go in absolutely blind, I really kill it. So it's just kind of what I'm thinking my vibe is. So I just didn't really know what I wanted to do with podcasts. Oh, my point is, yeah, I don't know if I'll ever do video. I know some people really watch podcast video, maybe because they only watch or sorry, listen to podcasts in the car at work. It's just not a setting I would watch a video anyways. But it just feels weird. Like, all you're going to do is watch me talk. So maybe I have a guest on. I don't know. Maybe I'm, like, going shopping or something, and there's, like, something for you guys to see. I I truly don't know. It feels super weird. I feel like it's going to be hard enough to edit just audio. I don't even want to think of the mess of throwing video in there would be. But we'll see. We'll see. But podcast first came out, and I was like, mm, I don't know. Seems weird. Also, I just don't think anyone, like, really young was doing it. I think they kind of came out when I was, like, late in high school, early in college, when they kind of started getting big. And then I think COVID's, like, what really made it happen for a lot of people. I think COVID, we all felt so alone, and we're, like, craving anything to get interpersonal connection with each other. And I think that's when podcasts really had their time to shine. I think that's about when I started getting into them. I'm trying to remember, like, I don't even really know. I wonder if it's related to TikTok, because I really didn't start using TikTok until COVID lockdown, because I just, I was busy at my first semester of college. I didn't really need it. But then during COVID, I started using it. So I wonder if I saw a clip of a podcast and then we go listen to Call Her Daddy. I'm not sure. All I know for sure, for sure, the first podcast I ever listened to that like wasn't for a school class was Call Her Daddy. I know I listened to like some TED Talks on Spotify the business professor had us put on. I think that might have been like the gate where I was like, huh, I don't hate this. I kind of like going on a walk in the morning and hearing a voice play. Like it's not the worst thing ever. If anything's truly cool to me, I can jot down my notes app. This is kind of nice. But I never really thought of it as an entertainment source. But I remember my freshman year of college, there was a girl in my dorm who loved Call Her Daddy. She talked about it all the time. 
And I was like, this, and th- so this is when both the hosts were still on the show. And I was like, wow, it's like very out there. Like, it sounds like a TV show. Like, this doesn't seem educational at all. That's weird. But um, I never really listened to it, but I know she talked about it all the time. And then I'm guessing what happened was sometime during COVID, I saw a TikTok of some cool, cool clip from Caller Daddy because I know I never listened to a single episode when it was both hosts. Nothing like against the other host. I just didn't discover it then. And I've never like caught up enough to make it back that far. But I probably saw some clip that took me to watch Caller Daddy. And from the first episode, I was hooked. I like loved her personality. I didn't really know podcasts could be like funny. I didn't realize it was someone's personality it was advice. It was real life stories. It was fashion. Even her ads were cool. She had like NARS on her ads. I'm like, oh my gosh, these are like the coolest companies and they're working with her and all she's doing is talking. And then I also like now looking at the evolution of Caller Daddy, I think it's like amazing that her platform really is about like building women's confidence and not letting us be outspoken. Like really, I think she really has made a big difference for like women and the way like we can talk about sex and relationships publicly. And I think in a lot of other cultures too, it's not nearly as taboo to talk about things like that. But I think in the US culture, it's very prim and proper. Like it's like that stuff doesn't even exist when you're outside the house, unless you're with your friends. So I just thought it was really like, you know, you're in college, like you're going through all these different things. You're, it's so different than like high school dating. So you're learning all these things for the first time. And I was like, all right, this is like a very cool woman, kind of close to my age who I really relate to, but she's also like a businesswoman and she loves fashion and she loves traveling. Like I, it kind of was just my next step from the YouTube vloggers. And um, I think like no shows were coming out during COVID. So I was like, okay, I really get behind this. So I remember for like at least a year, the only podcast I listened to was Calling Daddy. Like on my Spotify wrapped, it, that was like the only one. It might've been for two years. It was just Caller Daddy and I absolutely loved it. So then from there, my best, best friend from home, she's the one who got me to reach out and try more podcasts. She was like, I listen to, and that's how we drink. You should try it. I did. I like, didn't love it at first sight. I think I could understand like why it was funny, but didn't have like that girly factor that Caller Daddy did for me. So I just didn't really get into it. But then I found this podcast called Every Little Thing. I honestly haven't listened to that many episodes of it. Looking back at it now, remember once I had to drive to the airport or something and I was listening to an episode about what happens when your stuff is confiscated at airport security. And it was so interesting how like this woman got her snow globe taken for like literally no reason. Like I think the TSA agent wanted to like gift it to someone in their family. So they just took it. Like it was just kind of cool to see like these little tidbits. And it was funny. It was like, it was told in a very charismatic way. And I was like, okay, okay, I like that. So I think I kind of just started letting Spotify recommend more podcasts to me. And then the friend who recommended me, and that's how we drink, she's like, okay, that might be a bit true crimey for you. She's really into, like, Ted Bundy files and all of that kind of stuff. I'm into true crime now, but I definitely wasn't a few years ago. She's like, you should listen to Two Hot Takes. I think you would really, really like it. I'm like, oh, I don't know, the last podcast recommended, I didn't vibe with that. Which also, I think if I listen to it now, I might like it more. But I was like, oh, I don't know, girl, your track record's not great. But then I listened to Two Out Takes eventually, and I loved the personality of Morgan Absher. She's the main host of it, along with her now fiance and two of her best friends and her father. And I love her two best friends. I like I literally think we all lived in the same town. I would want to be friends with them. They're so cool. They grew up in Minnesota and went to Minnesota Twin Cities. Their first episode is so funny, talking about like frat parties. And I think how like two of the hosts met is like they went to a frat party and they didn't realize that their date was the same guy. Like he invited both of them on this boat and like didn't think they would meet each other. I don't know. It just kind of had that same factor caller daddy did where it, it did talk about like real life subjects and topics and big like universal themes and 
modern current event problems, but it was also just hilarious. And it filled with so much personality of people. I felt like I knew them after talk, like not talking to them on the phone, like listening to them on my phone, I guess, for an hour or so. So I absolutely love two hot takes. So for a long time, it was just two hot takes, every little thing, and um, call her daddy. For those of you that don't know, two hot takes is like they read Reddit stories and then uh, so there's other podcasts that, that, like, me and my friends have tried as, like, dupes for two hot takes for when they're in between posting episodes where they literally just read the Reddit story and move on. Two hot takes, like, stops after every story and, like, it takes a good, I'd say, like, five, 8 to 15 minutes to, like, analyze it and, like, the social dynamic. And I love that. Like, these Reddit stories are literally, like, a window into these strangers' lives. And um, I feel like every little thing that's a tiny drama on Reddit shows a much bigger psychological problem or dynamic between the two people. So I love, like, honestly, my favorite parts of Two Hot Takes, besides the personalities, is um, the psychological, like, analysis. And I think, yes, Morgan's, like, an actual, like, certified OT. Like, she actually understands, like, psychology and stuff, so they're not just playing out their bums. But I also really like that it's real people. Like, she doesn't bring on guests because they're celebrities or have a big following. Like, it's truly just real people in her life. I think that's part of what makes her podcast so special. She doesn't need to, like, censor people's names out. Like, it's really the real people in her life. And she's just a normal girl. And I think she started a podcast for all the right reasons. Like, she just loved reading Reddit stories and sharing them with her friends. They're like, we find this entertaining. Maybe the world will, too. Let's make a podcast. And I think it's similar how I feel. We're like, I don't really have any intention with this. I just have a lot of thoughts. And I feel like when I tell them to people, they're like, this is so interesting. We love seeing how your mind works. Like, you're so curious about so many things. So I, it's really, I don't know. She's definitely a really, really big reason why you guys are hearing this right now. But I don't think I could read Reddit stories. I would love to do, like, an episode where it's that kind of setup. Or just, you know, be on two hot takes. That'd be cool, too. But I don't know if that's the exact structure I want to do. The structure of my podcast, I also don't think it's going to be like Call Her Daddy. I don't think I want a guest every episode. Because honestly, my favorite Call Her Daddy episodes are either the ones where she's alone or the one where she's from like her hometown friend Lauren and they're just talking about their lives. Like I really like just, I think, getting to know the little things about people. Like I really like Alex Earl's new podcast, but... I was like, my life used to be a lot crazier when I was in college, and I used to travel every weekend because I went to a pretty small school. I went to Miami of Ohio, and we were, like, located in the middle of a literal cornfield. So I would get super stir-crazy and have to travel every weekend to, like, Florida or Colorado or something, and I interned in California and Los Angeles. So, like, I had a lot more to do then. Now I'm, like, much more settled. I think I have a much better routine. Like, I finally have a consistent skincare routine and invested in the whole line of ordinary products and things like that. Um... I was just sponsored by Ordinary. I'm definitely not that cool yet, but love their stuff. But um, I would love to do a podcast like hers, but I think I just want a lot more of me sitting down and talking to you guys. Like, I love the sister podcast of hers in the Unwell Network, Madeline Argy's podcast, Pretty Lonesome. Another one of my favorite podcasts right now is Anything Goes. I wish it was Anything or Everything Goes. I think it's Anything Goes by Emma Chamberlain. Because it's really just her sitting. And to be fair, Emma Chamberlain has, like, a lot more qualifications than I do. She's been invited to Fashion Week. She's been on the Met Gala red carpet. Like, I don't know if you guys would want to hear my fashion and skincare and day routine opinions. But I don't know. I might give them to you anyways. But I think it is just so cool how they just sit there and talk. And I love, like, what Madeline says in her first episode. Where she's like, even though I'm alone, I'm not really lonely. And that's how I feel, too. Like, I'm a very extroverted person. I definitely get my energy being around other people, but when I'm alone, I don't mind. Like, I got eight personalities upstairs. Like, I'm busy, 
So I don't know. I just love that structure. I think that's something I can do. I'll just kind of go with an overarching existential topic and then just really dive in. Or it might not be existential. It might be what I want for Christmas. I don't know. Talking about history or something. I kind of want to interview like some of my favorite professors or high school teachers. I think like just all these random things in life. I think it'll be really, really cool. So those are definitely some of my favorite podcasts at the moment. The ones that like I immediately have to hit play on when they come out every week is one, Two Hot Takes. And the other one is a podcast called Normal Gossip. So Two Hot Takes, they probably go through like, I don't know, six to 10 stories in episodes. They read the Reddit story. They talk about it for like 10, 15 minutes then go on to the next one. Normal Gossip picks one story and it's never something crazy or they're a little crazy. But like some of the Two Hot Take ones are like nuts. It's like a mom who had kids with her son. Like some of them are crazy, crazy. Where normal gossip is like, there's been like farmer's market gossip. Like, it's like little interpersonal social gossipy dynamics, and they're so funny. The hosts do such a good job of really researching the guests they have on, and they have the most entertaining banter ever. And I love normal gossip. So, if I could in any way encapsulate the energy they have, that'd be great. If you guys want to send me a gossip story, I will read it and give you my reaction. I love that kind of stuff. Gossip Girls, like, my favorite show of all time. Even though I don't think what makes the show good is the Gossip Girl aspect. It's really just, like, the witty one-liners of the characters and the beautiful, like, settings and wardrobe. And, like, just the character dynamics, I think, are built up really well. I can go to a whole episode about this, but, like, I saw something about why the new Gossip Girl didn't do nearly as well as the old one. And, like, they just didn't. Within the first episode of the old Gossip Girl, in, like, the very first episode, you got such a good sense of all the characters, all their conflicts, all the pressures on them, that you just don't get with the new one. Like, there's almost too many characters, and, like, none of their problems are that deep, so they're not that interesting. But, anyways, so, would love to kind of give you guys the joy that I feel when I listen to normal gossip. I also, so I've only like dabbled in true crime podcasts. Like I would say the true crime I've listened to is like the baby of true crime. So the first one that got me into it, the friend that got me onto two hot takes, got me into listening to let's not meet. Like the title says, it's like a bad situation that could have happened, but then everyone ends up scot-free. Like the narrator wrote it in because you know they end up okay. They're kind of just telling their story to warn other people of what happened so like I think I can listen to it because I know it ends up fine and I like I like listening to the scenarios and thinking what I would do to get out of them and most of them are that drastic like very few of them involve like gun violence or murder it's mostly just like being stalked or something like that so and I don't know I think it's made me much more like aware of the world around me almost maybe too aware I'm kind of like if someone says hi to me at the grocery store I'm like oh my gosh they're gonna kill me like I just I'm super like paranoid now but I'm also like a young girl so I think that's fine it's fine outlook to have on life if I'm ever out alone so whatever but I love let's not me I know that creator has two other podcasts too welcome to paradise it sucks is funny that's like um it's kind of like true crime but like vacation horror stories like bad things happen on vacation which is funny because it feels very like disconnected from real life so it's not that scary um because I tried listening to a real true crime podcast once I think I had the word sword in the title someone at work recommended it to me when I told them I liked podcasts yeah that was like gruesome that was like a full telling of like a cold blood murder I can't do that that's the that's not what I want. And I don't want to be serious. Like, it needs a funny host. It needs to be funny. So, the other three true crime podcasts I've been loving. So, Heart Starts Pounding is up there with, like, two hot takes, normal gossip tier, where every time a new episode comes out, I have to listen to it. I'm actually a little behind right now. I'm listening to the Thanksgiving episode, and, like, 
the dangers of like beauty standards. My favorite episode of Heart Starts Pounding, if you guys want to start it, would be the Wizard of Oz one. It talks about all the crazy stuff like the lead in the makeup and stuff like that on the Wizard of Oz set. So fascinating. So Heart Starts Pounding, I think is almost more like not conspiracy theory. Like I think all the stories are real, but it's, it's less like gruesome as well. It's more just like interesting history. I really, really like that one. That one is super good. And then I recently listened to The Wedding Scammer. It's like the seventh part series that follows a real guy who scammed a ton of people, making a ton of fake businesses. And like, honestly, my favorite episodes weren't even the ending when you find out who the guy really was. I kind of just liked hearing like the fake businesses he came up with and like how he got away with not paying employees or clients. Like it was kind of nuts. Like one was a catering company. Like it's just things, it's kind of like Let's Not Meet where it's like, I didn't even realize people out there did stuff like this. So it kind of just makes you understand like, all the different kinds of human psyche that are out there and the things people are willing to do. It's nuts. So that was a good one. I'm kind of sad it's over. So if that host ever hears this or you guys want to DM him, let him know. I would love for him to investigate another scammer because he was a great storyteller. And it's interesting. So him and Normal Gossip, the hosts are journalists. Like that is their job. Like they're very good at reporting, telling stories. I definitely more in like the Emma Chamberlain, Madeline Archie camp, except they were famous first, which I'm not. Like they both had large social media followings before I did. But I'm definitely more in their camp where like I'm just a normal person who's passionate and curious and talkative about a lot of things. Where like they were actual qualified storytellers. But, and then the last true crime podcast, you guys might know her. She got really big on TikTok is how I found her. Her name's Reb Maisel. She used to read court transcripts that were really funny, like really dumb things people would say on the stand or when the judge was being like really witty and like sassy to something dumb a lawyer said or something. So she started a podcast called Reb Buttle, like Rebuttal with two Bs because of her name Reb. And that one's really funny. She takes like court cases and shows like how court cases can be just as entertaining as like a true crime story. And she does such a good job. I would love to see her on Two Hot Takes. I think that'd be like the funniest episode ever. By the way, none of these like hosts asked me to talk about them. None of them have any idea who I am. Actually, Two Hot Takes, they used to have a live show on Tuesday nights. And it happened I had a wine class at school from 6 to 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights. So, and one of my friends also listened to Two Hot Takes. So we'd go to wine class and we'd go listen to the live show. And one day I was feeling really ballsy and like really speaking up in the live chat. So if you listen to like the child parenting online social media episode, of down the rabbit hole, you will hear my name on it. So that was kind of cool. And I'm on Morgan's Patreon too, so she might know me. I don't know. I also don't know. If, okay, sorry. Sidetrack. We'll see if I ever make a Patreon. It seems like a lot of podcasters have it, so we'll see if I do one. I kind of just want to make like a group chat, but I don't want like random spammers in there, so I don't know. But I kind of just like want to put a little group me or like WhatsApp link in the bio. So because I think one of my things when I finish a podcast, like I want to go talk to this about someone who just listened to the podcast too. Like me and my best friend will like try and like listen to two outtakes at the same time and get each other's like real reactions. So I don't know, maybe that's something I do because I think that'd be super fun, like cute little way to interact with you guys without having to make you like pay for anything. I don't know, we'll see. But yeah, so those are my true crime favorites. I don't think I can talk about true crime because I'm just not that interesting. And I, it really can't be too scary. I don't really mind ghosts. Ghosts don't really freak me out. I'm like, okay, fine, Chucky the doll, like, come chase me. What are you going to do? Touch me? And like, okay, like, turn the lights on and off, okay? Like, I'm, I kind of am starting to believe ghosts are real from the stories I've been hearing, but I still can't say I'm, like, frightened. So I'm not inviting them in. I'm not inviting them into my house or anything. It's not manifestation, but... 
I can do like ghost stories, but it's just something that's that interesting. I think I care more about like psychological thrillers. Like I didn't like the movie Split by like the concept of it of a guy with like a little mental disorder that makes them have like the fifteen personalities or whatever to be like a very manipulative killer. Like I think that stuff's kind of cool. Even the Ted Bundy files didn't like interest me that much because I'm just like, okay, he's obsessed with killing women. Like, and I care more. It's like why did their childhood trauma make them want to do that? I don't know. I think that stuff's really interesting. I just like like people and social dynamics and like how auras interact and things like that. I probably lost a few people when I said auras. So there's a book called A Mango Shaped Space. We'll have to get into another podcast about this. But so it's about a girl who has something called synthesia where there's so many different types of synthesia. But hers is like she sees colors in like letters, numbers, and sounds. And so when she gets acupuncture done, she starts to see like auras around people and she can see how people's colors like interact with each other. And we'll say I've never talked to a doctor about, I think I have very minor synthesia because if you ask me over and over, like what color the color U is or H or the number two, like it does have a color for me. And I didn't realize not everyone does that, but every like synthesia is different. In the book, there's like a true story of a guy who like, his wife's name tasted like peanut butter to him. So you can have like taste and sound overlap versus like visual and something. But his first wife's name tastes like peanut butter. Then he met someone whose name tastes like peaches and he likes peaches more than peanut butter. So he like divorced peanut butter girl for peaches girl. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Well, and so a little backtrack on synthesia is like pretty much when you're born, everyone has it. Cause think of all your senses as like wires in your brain, like um, sight, smell, all of that. So as your brain gets bigger and you grow past age, like one, two, your wires move apart. But for some people, just how your brain grows, those wires kind of stay close together. Fun fact, that's actually why people who have foot fetishes have foot fetishes. I remember learning this in AP Psych. I'd have to like go back to know it now, but like think of every part of the body kind of like a curved line in your brain. Like it goes like head, neck, back, arms, legs, feet. And like, so for the organs that we usually sexualize, like breasts and boobs, and like butt they're right next to feet if you think about where it's like in that brain so for some people like the feet is just really really close up there and that's why they have foot fetishes like they're not creepy people obsessed with feet like just in their brain it's literally close to like that part of them so interesting but anyways back to synthesia also fun fact Olivia rodrigo has synthesia and she talked about in vogue's podcast that she likes all of her songs to sound like the color purple to her and that's how she has such a distinct vibe and like i think if a lot of people heard that they'd be like what but like i get it like i, I do think like shapes and sounds can have color it's so fascinating so maybe another episode before i sound like a psychopath but where was i going? oh so the auras and how this girl could see like tendrils and people's energies interacting so i see auras and energies i kind of mean in that way that i do think there's kind of this invisible cord that ties us all and recently i feel like i've really been believing in manifestation i don't know what it is but i've just seen it like happen for a lot of people and like so i've talked about like the power of your brain and when you really put something to action like you will subconsciously take the actions to put into fruition i don't know fascinating don't really know how that was related to whatever the last thing I was talking about was, see, there's a cell, lost cell, boom, gone. But more podcasts I like and think I can be like, um, yeah, definitely think I can be like anything goes and pretty lonesome. I don't think I'm cool enough to be like hot mess or call her daddy. <laughs> and I also like want a job and a good relationship with my mother. So we'll see how much of that ends, that kind of content ends up on air. 
true crime is super, oh, I was talking about like true crime and like psychoanalyzing like interpersonal relationships. So that will definitely, I think, be a big part of this podcast. Like even if there's like celebrity drama, I'm going to try and, uh, so for one, I have a theory that anything you ever see about celebrity in PR is fake. I think it's all completely fabricated by someone's publicist. Like it might be based on something true, but anything you see in your public's eye probably happened six months ago was highly filtered and wasn't real. If you read the book Catch a Falling Star by Kim Culbertson, it really like outlines that dynamic super well where like it follows this girl who has to like fake date an actor and when she's dating him she kind of starts to realize she's really falling for him but she's like I don't know if I'm falling for him or the guy he's acting like and he tells her he's like I feel like I have three personalities my real personality the actor I am when I'm on stage and the actor I am to the public like I don't show the public my real personality and honestly, if I was famous, I would do the same thing. Like, if it was, I was an actress, I would want to take roles like Regina George and Blair Waldorf. Like, not a personality that I actually am. Like, I think many times, like, Blake Lively has talked about how she didn't like her character Serena on Gossip Girl. But, like, I think I would want to play someone who has, like, hobbies and stuff in common with mine, but has, like, true values and, like, a way of interacting with people that's different. So even if people, like, don't like me, I wouldn't. I feel more sheltered because like it's not me they don't like they don't like this persona I'm putting out of myself so that's super interesting I'm excited to kind of and I think that's why I like like the reddit stories which is I was like maybe we'll look at stuff like that or stories that's happened to my friends in their real lives like I just love understanding like people dynamics I think nine percent of the time people act out of like fear and like survival like I did a whole study about this my freshman year of college where so much of our instinct is still very primal like anxiety is very very similar to how our brain reacts when like a wolf was chasing us when we were a caveman like for how fast we've evolved in technology and culture our physical brain and biology have evolved much much slower so we think so many things are life or death that aren't because like you need your job to make money to get food where when you're a caveman you just needed to get food but like the fear you have of losing a job or losing a friend circle is equating to like being chased by a bear or being bitten by a spider or something truly truly innate to your survival so I think so much of like people's characteristics can be broken down to that very minimal level and I've always been fascinated by like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and how at the base level you need like food and shelter and then you need love family and compassion I'll have to look up the whole pyramid but then like the last level is like kind of enlightenment and we'll get into that by the end and I kind of wrap up what I think lost cells is and is going to be but just keep in mind that and like that's gonna be stuff I cannot wait to talk about here on the podcast so what this all kind of relates to is this one podcast called third eye drops so I don't think it's super popular none of my friends have listened to it but I think a lot of them would like it so they talk about so many different cool theories they talk all about the shadow and working on like your sub your unconscious subconscious work kind of like what I love like dream psychology every time I have a dream or like me or my boyfriend do like we'll text each other what our dream was about and I'll go google the symbols like what does having a snake in a dream mean and it's weird because they're not usually what you think like you think a spider would mean scary but sometimes it can mean like comfort or overcoming a fear or something so I love looking up like the symbols in your dreams and like underlying themes that they have for many people I think it's fascinating so he kind of talks about the power of your subconscious he talks about all sorts of different things and when he talks about the third eye he really references kind of this subconscious like spiritual part of yourself that you really do a lot of work to understand I don't think I'm quite there yet I think it's like the top of Maslow's triangle I would like absolutely love to get there we'll we'll see what happens in this lifetime but I have this whole theory of life it might sound like 
kind of crazy and I don't even know how I fully understand it but I kind of think of things like reincarnation like there's an episode of Friends where Phoebe's talking to Joey and Joey's like Phoebe so cool you have all these flashbacks to a past life I never get those and she's like oh Joey of course you don't you're brand new like I think that's such an interesting concept that like some people might be newer in their reincarnation cycles than others and I don't know why, I just really, really get the vibe. I was like a medieval princess and alive during the Renaissance. Because whenever we talk about that stuff in AP Euro, history classes, I've resonated with it so hard. And the way I live my life, like, you know, people joke, like, girls act like a princess. Or when you're little, like, every girl wants to be a princess when they grow up. I, like, didn't outgrow that phase. Like, I'm still very much here. Like, I really, I don't know. I just believe it. Maybe I'm, like, a long descendant reincarnation. I like, Anastasia, the Russian princess or something. I don't know. I don't know. We're going down the lost cell rabbit hole, guys. But I think there is kind of like reincarnation cycles, and I think you get to program your next cycle. So maybe you become animals. I think it's more like people to people, and like dogs become dogs, like a dog's purpose. But what do I, I don't really know anything. I just always thought that part of like Buddhism's belief was interesting. But I think there's kind of like levers. Like you can pick how short or tall you are, how nice or smart you are, but it has to equal 100%. Like if you make yourself really smart, you have to take away in another category. So I think you kind of are up there like with God and you kind of design your next reincarnation because you need to hit so many cycles. You need to work your way through Maslow's pyramid of like reincarnation cycles. Like first you learn how to survive, then you have to learn how to make deep social connections. And then you have to reach like enlightenment and true selflessness. And that's when your reincarnation cycle ends and you can do like what's next, the afterlife that hopefully is there because yeah, that'd be really cool. But that's just kind of like a theory I've always thought of where it's like every person is perfect because you, you hit 100%. Like every single person has 100%. It's just like up and down in different complete ways. And I think if there is like a heaven and like a below, then I think earth is a true 100% middle. There's an exact equal amount of like good and bad. And we're kind of just like a playing field to get through these reincarnation cycles to get all the way up to the all good. Like I think every person has an equal amount of like good and bad. And like your cycle is about learning how to navigate it and however many life cycles it takes for you to learn whatever it is you need to learn. I definitely believe in you being like placed for the right people who need to hear you. So that's kind of abstract concepts I've been into. And this relates back to third eye drops and how like, so I really like Carl Jung's theory about the collective unconsciousness. Cause there's been times that I've been taking a multiple choice exam where I'm like, I don't know how I know the answer to this. I know it's not from class. I know it's not from a textbook, but I just feel like from background knowledge, I hear a voice like telling me what the answer is. And I do think there is some kind of a collective unconsciousness. Like I think everything we'll ever need to know is already inside us and inside of our minds. You just have to find the external stimuli, the external things in the outside world that trigger it for you and help you find it. I don't know if that makes any sense, but he, in Third Eye Drops, talks a lot about Carl Jung's theories, which I find very interesting. And so when he talks about the third eye, like I said, he's talking about this kind of like outer spiritual world. When I'm thinking of the third eye, I'm kind of thinking back to that art class metaphor of how your brain connects anything that doesn't make sense and more of like the mind's eye. And I think I really want this podcast just to be like those connector points, the things your brain knows that your consciousness kind of puts up a wall to see if I'm seeing. I want this kind of take the wall down and just really explore this. I think there's gonna be some outdoor thoughts, thoughts that don't make sense. And I think that's part of it, like embracing the mess in life. I made a really good friend at my first relationship and she, relationship, sorry, my first internship. Um, 
And she talked about how, like, she's the first person I've really heard talk about this, how there's, like, beauty in darkness. And how when we're sad, mad, angry, like, there's a really kind of beauty in the darkness and, like, intenseness of those emotions. So I think this podcast is just supposed to be about, like, I really grew up, like, this sounds so dumb, but the Pixar movie Inside Out literally made me see my life differently. I literally saw my life like joy from inside out. I was like, I need to be happy all the time. I need to find the best positiveness in everything. Everything in life can be beautiful. And in a way, I still think that in a different way where I'm like, you know, at the end of the movie Inside Out, where like the core memories are mixed of like disgust and fear, anger and sadness, but like there's something beautiful about that. And I think that's just how I see life now. Like right now, my friend's driving me through a bunch of cornfields. So sorry for the feedback, but you'll meet him in another episode. That's why she's not talking. But um, we're just driving through a ton of cornfields. And, like, if I'm going by old Anita, like, little girl Anita, like, no, there's not really any beauty in the cornfields. But there is in some other ways. Like, the sun is shining. I'm grateful I'm in this safe car with, like, same warmth, safe energy. Like, I'm really grateful for everything I have. And there, like, is a lot of beauty in, like, the freshness of the air here. And there's not a global pandemic trapping me at home. And I can travel where I want and have the means to do so. Um, So, I don't know. That's kind of about wrapping it up i'm sure there's things i forget and i'll put into another segment but i'll just kind of wrap it up with what the podcast is i think every episode will be something like this i'll have kind of a diving board a jumping off spring point of i want to talk about and then just see where it goes go down the lost cells see what happens find memories i've kept in the back of my head and talk through them maybe do some research bring other guests and people in to figure out whatever it is i want to figure out which will be very exciting I have some fun questions to end off the episode that I'm asking myself, but, like, it's fine. So, yeah. Bye, guys. Hi. Okay, it is now the next day from everything you guys heard yesterday. Like I said, that's all about wrapped up. I'm just going to go on through a few things I forgot throughout the episode. And down a cute little fun note. I just want to say, if you made it this far, I appreciate it. I'm grateful you were here. And... I'm currently at my friend's house in Minneapolis and her neighbors, I literally thought my friend was playing music. So I was in the living room out here doing some stuff and then I heard music. I was like, oh, my friend must be up. She's not really riser. It's like 9 a.m. right now. So I was kind of surprised. So I go in to look. The music is literally coming from the other apartment, but I thought it was the room over. So that'd be really funny if I made it in here. Hopefully it doesn't. But yeah, firstly, I want to say the reason I cut off the last segment was I actually had a call with a podcast called Talk Toxic to me. It's a very similar um set up to two hot takes they were so so sweet so if you guys are hearing this thank you so much we had like the best chat we were both so bubbly and it was so fun i learned so much and she did (laughs) tell me which mics to buy so if you don't like the sound quality on this it should be getting better for just starting off so thank you so much to talk toxic to me for like helping me through and walking me through how to start a podcast. It was so helpful. I've been on one podcast before. It was called Chapter Chatter. My business attorney started it. I think it was actually on the first ever episode about summer internships. So that's kind of where we're starting off. I'm excited to see where this goes. So eventually, one of the questions I wanted to end off on, like a question I'm asking myself, is who I would ideally see as like an ideal, ideal guest on my podcast. Like I remember when Miley Cyrus first came on Call Her Daddy, Alex Cooper was like, there is literally not a more perfect guest I could ever envision for the show. And there's so many people that come to mind, like so many people in my personal life, so many celebrities. If I could like reincarnate someone, I would love to talk to Audrey Hepburn. Many people know this. She used to have like a pet deer and she was so kind. I also read somewhere that like she started up nail salons in California to help women get jobs from their families. And that's why they're so big around the country now. 
Might have to fact check that one. But then she also used to do, like, steam facials. So she would just, like, put her face over, like, a hot pan while I was cooking. And so much of her life just seemed so majestic. And I would love to get inside her brain. But of living people, I love Post Malone. I love his episode on the Call Her Daddy podcast. The way he calls Alex ma'am. Like, yes, ma'am. I want to be called ma'am. Or whatever he wants to call me, honestly. I would love to have Post Malone on. I think his music is so interesting. It's so much more than, like, more common themes of love and heartbreak. I think... It's so deep, and he has such crazy cool lyrics. I think he's so talented, but also so funny. He doesn't take himself too serious, and I think he's just an awesome person. So he would be so cool. That would be, like, an ideal guest. I would also love Scott Disick. I just think he's so funny and has such clever little one-liners. I really aspire to have, like, the same sass and, like, a little smirk vibe Scott Disick has. I think it's so funny, and I would just love to sit here and let him roast me. And then also, I think Tim Burton would be so cool. I would love to get in his head and figure out what made Tim Burton Tim Burton. I could probably do some of this search on, and work online, too. But I love to see, like, what his childhood was like, were his thoughts always, like, dark and creepy, or were they just really artistic, and he followed his dark curiosities. I, don't, I would just love to get inside Tim Burton's head. Those would all be, like, my four top guests of all time. And, like, maybe I'll throw Blake Lively in there, because I love her. But, yeah. Then... What podcast would I most want to be on if I ever collab with any? I mean, obviously, I feel like two hot takes kind of a given. They're why I love podcasts so much and the people seem so cool. But Loki would love to be on Stiff Socks. It's if you don't know, it's like a it's like three comedians who sit down every week. And I just think it'd be so funny. I think comedy is so interesting. Like, I don't think I could do stand up comedy, but I'd love to do it just for a day. Like, get the know how, learn how the developing one-liners work or memorizing these hours worth of scripts or like how much of their personality when they do something like a podcast or talking like how much they're thinking about being a comic versus like how much it just really is natural and I do think their personalities like I've seen Trevor Wallace at a show versus listening to the podcast I do think it's different he's definitely turned on for the show and it's super interesting so I think that would be a super funny one to be on and I could just see myself like letting go and laughing the whole time because there's kind of like nothing you can't talk about on there so that'd be super fun and then, yeah, just be cool to, like, do mock stand-up for a day. So, yeah. Sorry, my brain cells were not brain selling. My thoughts just kind of trained off. Before I have coffee, there's nothing. I have no personality. There's no thoughts in my brain. There's no cells to lose. I have not had coffee yet. But I'm back to what I knew I wanted to talk about. I literally have a notes app open in front of me, and I still forgot what I want to talk about. But... I want to say I knew this show was, like, meant to happen because of when I was designing, like, all the stuff you'll see on social media, all the logos, all the branding for this, I sat down from, like, 3 a.m. to 11 a.m. doing it with not a single drop of music or TV show on. I am not the kind of person who hustles in silence. I do all my work with background noise. I love going to coffee shops. The best I've ever done on a really, really hard exam. I was in a business law class. Everyone was freaking out on the second exam about torts. They said torts were super hard. I literally was making an Excel sheet and my friends pregame for country night. So Luke Bryan, country girls blasting. There, it was a sorority pregame and my big was the president. So they were talking all this heat, all these people who I like don't really know that well. But I'm hearing all the load on all these girls. Country music is blaring. Most people are like taking tequila shots. I'm like stirring a lightly little stirred like cranberry tequila, barely, barely a cocktail. And I'm on Excel. I take all my notes in Excel. I'm really weird about that. I just like how I can coordinate the boxes and move them around. So taking my notes on Excel, I'm doing what the tort is, the definition of it, all the exceptions to when that tort's considered a tort. And I'm writing down the time when that tort happens in Gossip Girl. So I remembered the outcome of it. And I'm not even kidding, 
best I've ever done on the exam. The most chaotic environment, and I killed that exam. It's, yeah, so like I said, I love overstimulation. I work so well. Like, I almost, anytime I'm ever doing work, I have, like, a split screen, usually music going, and someone on the phone. Like, that's typically how I do work. I literally sat in silence, didn't even go to a desk, didn't have my monitor up, but it was just on my Mac designing, 3 a.m., no music on for a good, like, six hours. So that's how I know this is different. This is how we're on to something. So I know at the beginning I was going to tell you the very first thing I ever opened in my notes app of what I originally was going to make the intro. I can't even say this without laughing. I don't know what I was thinking or what I was on when I wrote this, but this is what I originally wanted the intro for the podcast to be, and then I'll show you the outro. It's so ridiculous. So I probably, like you, have spent um, a lot of my young adult life losing brain cells. With every new experience and purpose, I find something else that stressed me out and I have to go drown, burn, and fry off. I'm personally a big run for my problems, girly, and when you run, you sweat. So here are my little beads of thoughts I've sent away and now reminiscing with you. Great to go down tangents, rabbit holes, and into the abyss of craziness. I love you, all lost souls, and I hope you enjoy my lost cells. That's so bad. That will not be the intro. That's terrible. I don't like literally one part of that. Whatever. Maybe I just won't even have a sign on. Maybe you'll just have to listen to the podcast and figure out what it is. I don't. Oh my gosh. Absolutely not. Like, do I need intro music? I feel like maybe not yet. I don't. I don't know. Sorry, just elbow the wall. Then the sign-off is going to be, well, with that, we're all just a bunch of lost souls <laughs> in this world. Um, trying our best to forget our lost selves. Wish you all lots of love, joy, and purpose today. Anything else can be a lost cell to laugh at one day. Until next time. Bye. I do like the ending. I love. I do hope you guys all find love, joy, and purpose every single day. And that anything that doesn't bring you one of those three things is just a little lost cell that you can reminisce and laugh on once you're over it. So I kind of like that. But... Ugh, work in progress. Anyways, and I remember I also wanted to, like, make a segment of things you guys write into me, kind of a Q&A, but a little different. Just pretty much anything that a user sends over, like, that will be its own either segment or episode, and I'll just, like, go into rabbit holes about that. So my original idea from, like, months ago was cinch another cell. We're not calling it that. We're not frying ourselves. We're exploring them. So, I don't know. I really think I had, like, the scaries when I wrote this. But, yeah, that is pretty much everything. I feel like I went through a lot in this first episode, like, random things about me. I can also do, like, a breakdown of just, like, who I am, because it probably makes no sense right now. But, yeah, I'm really excited to, like, continue this, see where it goes. I'm excited to, like, get to make something of my own, and that's all. Love you guys. I appreciate you guys listening this far. I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye!